Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Good afternoon, puddings. Yes, it's afternoon. We normally record this on a Wednesday morning and this comes to you on a Friday morning. But today we're recording it on the afternoon because we have a very, very special guest who we will introduce to you very, very shortly. But let's just address the situation that Rosie, we're at a milestone. It's a bit of a party session today, isn't it? Tell it them is. why, Rosie. It is. Yeah, we're. this is our 30th episode. It's just like what I don't we didn't even realize it was our 30th episode until I edited the 29th episode and posted it and yeah and uh yeah I can't believe I can't believe we're on the big the big 3-0 the big 3-0 the big 3-0 it's like it's like the new 21 isn't it (laughs) it's the sassy side but for our party our celebration we're going big we're going across the pond. We are bringing one of our very special friends and somebody who we hold in very high regard. And that is the fabulous Sarah Stone, all the way from the posh Hamptons in New York. <laughs> so, I mean, 30, we're, we're doing it in style. Sarah Stone, welcome. Hello, and thank you for having me. I, I can't believe I get to come on the 30th episode. I mean, that that's that calls for celebration in, in its like entirety right there, doesn't it? I feel like I need to do this. Just we're not we're not all drinking, by the way. So how we always start this podcast is with a catch-up of the week. Rosie, what have you been up to? Well, I would just like to, rather than actually having a catch-up of the week, I would just like to highlight the fact that we're recording this in the afternoon, which is unusual. But I'm kind of loving it because I'm celebrating the 30th episode in full matching pyjamas and slippers. Like, I haven't even got my glasses on. That's how chilled I am. Like, anything after the school run in our house, if if I'm not leaving the house again, that's it. Like, the jeans come off for the day. So I'm actually really loving the half past four recording, if I'm completely honest. Well, my question is... Have you taken your bra off yet? No. Oh, you're not fully relaxed yet then. <laughs> then that's got to come off. I say we all take the bras off. No. Do you want to do it now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll swing them in the air. Um, so, okay, how has your week been? Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's totally chilled out. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just loving life and here for the full 30 podcast recording, if I'm completely honest. Um, how's your week been, Joe? I'm actually, it feels weird doing this on the afternoon. It does. Because it really does, because I'm like, where am I? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thrown me completely out. Um, how has my week been? What what did I what happened this week? <laughs> I'm trying to well, Ellie is now back. The Sassy Support Fairy is now back from her 21st celebrations. So it's been a little bit manic this week, but otherwise, really, really good. Uh, we have taken on a new branding client today, and she's one of the ones that I had on my space program last week, which was where we went out and we went out of our business to work on our business. And she's coming to it 
and it's just flowed so it's been really really lovely to see that and have the feedback and that's really what's been happening this week to be fair so um no it's been good it's been a good week but I've got to be honest I was really excited about this episode so Sarah what have you been up to this week well this week it's actually been a week of doing podcasts believe it or not it's sort of like it's like buses it's like nothing happens and then everything comes along all at the same time so yeah it's been like podcast zone week this week and obviously catching up but the weather's just starting to change here over in the US so I'm making the most of you. Everyone knows that I've got a little puppy and he's not so little anymore. And it's sort of like getting back into the routine of going out for walks, getting some fresh air and actually sort of like getting a little bit of movement going. Because I think after having the winter blues, I think I've been in a huddle for the past six months. So it sort of like feels like it's getting a little bit of fresh air, doing some walking and obviously some client work as well. So, yeah. He's not just any kind of puppy, though, is he? He's a very cute puppy called Cooper, who is the same colour as the beach sand where you are he's just beautifully white he's just oh he's just lovely well he was meant to be a mini cooper that was the the whole thing we we, we didn't (laughs) want a big we we meant to have a smaller dog because obviously they're a little bit more um reserved with their dogs over here like they've got to be on on leads a lot more and stuff like that so we thought right we'll go for a little bit of small of a smaller breed and we we thought we were getting a mini golden retriever and he's not so many anymore but it's cute (laughs) so it's sort of like it We got sold and done. <laughs> oh, but what a beautiful one. What yeah, beautiful yeah. One. He was meant for you. He was. He was. He's very calming. He is. We, we call him Calming Cooper. So it's Aww. sort of like you come and you just sort of like when you have a bit of a stressful day, sit on the, the Cooper coaching couch and have a little uh, calming session with Cooper. Oh, so, I need uh, a Cooper. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I need a Titan Channing or Channing Titan, whichever way that goes round. But either way... <laughs> No, I don't mean that. Mr. Sassy is fantastic. I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) Um, Right. So to give you a little bit more information about Sarah Stone, if you don't know who she is, you are going to be very pleased that she has now entered your world because Sarah is the creator of Creative Feng Shui. Now, I would love to do this justice and explain exactly how this works. It's really about living with intention. And Sarah, nobody can explain this like you do. So please... (laughs) Give our listeners a little bit more information about creative feng shui. Yeah, so when I first sort of describe what creative feng shui is, I see this like dazed look and of confusion that sort of like washes over somebody's face, whether they think that they've got to turn their home into a Chinese tap shop or something. But ultimately, it is being really purposeful and really intentional about where you want to focus your energy. And I came across it at a time when um, I was the co-founder of Female Success Network, and we were helping people start out or start over in business. And, you know, everybody is on their version of success and you know everybody's version is very different as we discuss quite frequently and the, the 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 problem and the block though with a lot of the clients that I had is that if they had something going on at home like it might be a health issue or it might be a relationship issue or it might be a wellness issue it would actually block them from moving forward in their business or moving forward on their pursuit of success and I found this after my life bomb went off and it sounds all very sex in the city when you go 
yeah, I'm going to move to New York and do all this thing. But this came as like a, a four week turnaround. Like my husband found out he got a job. I thought it was just going to be a uh, like a promotion in the UK. And he's like, um, no, it's it's in the US. We're going to be living in New York. And, and, I, and I fly out next week. And within four <laughs> weeks, he was gone. So all of a sudden, this life bomb had gone off and I had to change my business and everything. And I felt really lost. And I don't mind confessing, I had a little bit of a, a breakdown, if I'm honest, a bit of, a, call it midlife crisis, call it whatever. I went through this like pre-menopausal thing as well. So there was hormones going in there. There was, there was like business stress coming in there. And it's like, I just don't know where to go. No purpose, no intention, no nothing. And change, massive, massive, massive change. And literally world just sent up like, spin upside down and like the personality here is very confident it's very sort of like you go in and it's like you say what it is and I'm sort of like a softer nature I've got a bit of sass about me but at the same time I sort of like when you're first meeting somebody I am that introverted extrovert I like to get to know people warm up a little bit and all that and it felt like I just I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole Mm -hmm. and it was like I do not know which direction to go in I don't know what purpose I have I don't know what the vision is I don't know whatever it is and call it serendipity call it whatever you like but I ended up having a trip back to the UK and I had the opportunity to meet Marie Diamond who is from the phenomenal secret she did the film the book everything so she's connected with Rhonda Byrne and this like worldwide phenomenon and when I got to like meet her and spend time with her she's this feng shui master and I was like what is this this is I thought it had to be you know and it was like I was like this excited little puppy when she was talking like nodding my head and blinking my eyes going yeah 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 and she was talking about being very intentional about where you focus your energy and the minute that she said that this light bulb went off and I was like that is my missing jigsaw puzzle to every piece of the puzzle because if you've got a tire and you've got a puncher in it where needs filling you know and it's and if you're in coaching you've got this life cycle and all of this but this felt more tangible this felt more like I I can focus it because I've got a magic map where I can go and find where I want to focus this energy so I learned everything that there was to learn about it but then felt that it was very dated and, and very sort of like confusing and then I was talking to friends in my, my own inner circle and they said, Sarah, you have absolutely nailed this. You you explain it really well about like focusing your energy, being intentional, pursuing success, making a balance and all of this. And if what you want to do doesn't exist, you've got to go ahead and create it. And that's exactly what I did. I then thought I'm going to do my own version of this. This is a modern day version of a lifestyle this is like intentional living but it's actually using the ancient art Mm. of official term is feng shui but like doing this purposeful energy um, direction and I'm going to create creative feng shui and to do that I did it via a book and I then launched live what you love as a like a it's like a translation of east meets west and and sort of this like this self-empowerment meets self-improvement practice that you can use in your home you can use in your business you can use in your lifestyle and all of that so it's really setting intentions but with with every nine different areas of your life so yeah long-winded version (laughs) (laughs) so my question because when you when you when you first say feng shui you do automatically your head goes to the ancient art and placement of furniture in your home 
that's what my head goes to Rosie yeah. what about you what my your... head my head goes to a little Buddha sat by your front door and you rub his belly on the way in and out the door <laughs> is that right did I get that right <laughs> exactly exactly and, and because that's all you got to know and that's what originally what I only got to learn and then when I started it was like I had my own just like discovery in a way of like oh my god it, it, you can do this and and it was that it was like I was translating mm. this older more complicated dated sort of like people's opinions and 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 actually the culture of it as well to simplify to modernize to stream like to make it to translate it into something that we can use in our everyday life we can use it on our desk we can use it in our business we can you know there was so much everything that it can be overlaid on so it's less about the buddhas and it's less and it's more about giving you this this really tangible magic map that you can use and everything that you do and everywhere that you go I'd ask I've got I've got down here to ask you about the magic map Right. Because obviously, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times already. So we're already there. And I think I just want to say, first of all, though, you have absolutely. And I know you've you've said this, but it was creating it in a way that you understood. And Rosie and I have said this before. There's sometimes there's no new messages. There's just new messengers. But you added something else onto it to actually take it to another level. And the magic map. I, in my head, first of all, I saw it like a vision board, right? But then how I've described this um, to other people, and you can you can definitely tell me if I'm wrong, I've described it like a vision board on speed, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it's, it's like the next level of vision boarding. And vision boarding is great, and I wholeheartedly um, advocate for it. But this, when I worked with you and we did this modality and we did creative feng shui, intention is was my word for the year as well, funny enough, because intention is just so, so massive. And if people step foot, like step forward with intention, magic really does start to happen. But you added like the magic map. I mean, people are all going, ooh, magic map as they're listening, right? <laughs> but tell us more. Yeah, so it's it's ultimately an energetic grid. So I know that vision boards are really, really popular. The problem with vision boards is that you go through a magazine and you cut a load of stuff out and you randomly just put it like whack it on a board type thing that it's there you know and that's sort of that's what I would class as your standard bog standard vision board nothing wrong with it at all nothing wrong and still a form of intention and still that putting something out there that's why that's why for people it will still work some people are quite very like naturally and organically very intuitive so they've just very naturally put it into these places but to explain what a magic map is it's based on the traditional form of feng shui which is sort of like what they what the terminology is is a bagua map okay so it's easier to to describe it as this magic map to describe what it looks like if you're if you're listening I hope you're like not driving at the moment if you are you can draw it out for yourself but how I imagine it it's like a tic-tac-toe grid like so an a landscape a four piece of paper 
and you put two lines like like you play noughts and crosses. So you've got two lines going down one side of the, the horizontally, and you've got two going vertically. And then in there, you've got these different areas of of like wealth and abundance, fame and reputation, personal and professional relationships. So what happens is a vision board that would just have everything going everywhere. Now you've got a place where you want all your wealth and abundance and money like manifesting areas going in, your fame and reputation where you want a number one podcast or a number one best-selling book. Vision would go into that section. Same with relationships if you're trying to grow a community and things like that. And it goes round in this beautiful circle, but in the center of it is you. And I think, and then that's the same as that you use that as your vision board, which is great, but that's only the starting point because then you do that same tic-tac-toe grid on your desk where you can set that out. So you know that the top left area of your desk is associated with wealth and abundance. So you can put your money tree on there or something. And your, your top right area of your desk is always about personal and professional relationships. So a gratitude, a gratitude bowl can go into that section. So you can start to then visually have an area to, to really focus on for your vision board, but then for different parts of your office, for your rooms, for your whole house, for your garden, everywhere. So you can draw this out. And I will give your listeners actually a little grid that they could possibly download with the show notes if you put that there as well. And you can print it out and you can stand at the door of where of your room and you can start to map out of where you want to focus your energy in different areas wealth and abundance health and well-being all these different things and it really does act as your compass and your guide to be really directional with your energy so then when you're sitting in your power position so if you if you really sort of like find out where like fame and reputation is so if you're sitting facing the south you're shining your light on the world and it like really connects with your passion and enthusiasm and you just feel very naturally more connected with what you do and who you're with and who's listening to you as well it's sort of like it's that feeling of like when you walk in a room and it feels like you're being it's got a really good vibe and then you walk into other rooms and you walk in you walk you want to walk straight back out we're wanting more of the other bit. We want more of the good stuff. And that's ultimately what we're aiming for with being more intentional. I think it's, it's like, silent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just like, I'm just trying to absorb it. Like, uh, like what you said about the desk then and laying your yeah. desk out. Like I've got a coffee plant and a diffuser and some post-it notes on my desk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like I need to go and change all of that now and like reassess my reassess my working space and all of that to to just make it more productive is that the yeah word? well that's that's a big thing so and, and I know I'm talking your language when I say this but in every opportunity it's about creating space creating space for fresh perspective for for actually for new ideas to come in for you to think to to actually sort of be really intentional with your energy of what you're focusing on at, at that any given time so creating space also means decluttering it also means getting rid of the things that no longer serve you anymore it's the things that you just accumulating for the sake of accumulating so that so when we're talking about vision boards on steroids we're now talking about decluttering on steroids we're now like we're talking about decluttering head heart like soul and home as well because clutter is not just the thing that you're keeping in your drawers it's mm. also in your headspace it's also in your heart it's also the attachment on your arm of the community and and people that you know that 
that maybe no longer serve you. And I, I know that sounds quite harsh, but sometimes we do need to cut ties. We do need to create space because by creating space, fresh energy, fresh perspective, clarity, opportunities, all the good stuff gets to come in and build momentum for you. So, yeah, that's why I'm very passionate about it. It's, it's very much about where your focus goes, your energy flows, isn't it, as well, in the sense of if like when when I hear you speak about that and I hear about like the space thing for me with you, it, it's been so it's just changed a lot of things for me in the decluttering. And I mean, I'm talking about physical, you know, we had a session and I decluttered about and it's sometimes though it's hard to let go of things because mm. There's an attachment, there's emotion, there's, um, you know, sometimes you, you just physically can't because you feel like, it, well, it's just, there's a lot of attachment to it. And for me, I had all this attachment to all these different clothes and literally it was something that was really absorbing energy, my energy, other people that lived in the house's energy because there were just all these different clothes because I'd spent so many years feeling like I had to have the outer package so right that it was hard for me even when I stepped into my sass to let go of these things even though they weren't as important wearing them or looking that way it was hard to get rid of them Mm. but you have um and I'd like to just touch on this when I when we had our session I then decluttered 14 bags of black bags of clothes but the reason I was 14 bags um I mean it was really funny because I went to I took them to women's aid and the following week, I went again, and literally the whole shop was just full of, it looked like my wardrobe, <laughs> because I walked in, and there was like about five pairs of boots across the top, and I was thinking, <laughs> I was almost tempted to, to buy them back, what's the matter with me? <laughs> I was like, I don't really like them, but I didn't. But we, um, brought, we brought a different perspective to that, though, didn't we? That was That's the what thing. I wanted to talk about, in yeah. like how you do that, and I'd like you to just sort of like have a conversation about that, because... I do think that opened like a bit of a gateway for me. And it was like, okay. And it was a reframe, which, you know, I love a reframe. (laughs) So it was my language you were talking. So if you can explain that about letting go of those kind of things. Yeah. So it was, so what we were talking about with, with this, and it's, it's what I do with a lot of clients, because when it comes to clothes, when it comes to gifts, whether it comes, there's a lot of guilt that gets attached to that or emotion that comes to it. And some of the conversation that we have is like, how, how can you reframe that? How can that make an impact for somebody else? How can that consciously help somebody else? How could that bring joy to somebody else? If that's brought you joy to that point, and it's no longer bringing you joy, can it we can it can you know can somebody else's trash be somebody else's treasure and even this week that that's happened it's the same as um we had old office furniture we put it outside it was taken within the like first 15 minutes the next day I had a Starbucks gift card on in our letterbox that basically just said like thank you so much you've actually I'm just about to start university this has actually kitted out my whole new office where I'm able to study and there was books and so it felt so rewarding that we were able to bring joy to somebody else and actually sort of like help somebody else and it was like all these bags when the same was sorting out it's like actually there could be a women's refuge that somebody just needs those clothes right now how can you serve others how can you be of service to somebody else how can you help somebody else out of a hard situation and bring them joy so it's really like reframing what it means to you and what it could mean to somebody else and what impact it could have 
on it was them. the intention as well yeah. because we'd had the conversation and I was like okay I'm gonna do it <laughs> then I didn't do it okay I'm gonna do it then I didn't do it then I'm right I'm gonna do it and then my friend tagged me in a post that said women's aid Sutton Caulfield are running low on stock and they need some stuff. And I was like, if ever there was an intentional sign. <laughs> like, I can fix all of your problems. I will stock your shop. <laughs> I will stock the shop in one go. <laughs> um, and I literally, I was like, right, that's it. Come on. And it's really strange because when I actually do this, like I do it now a bit more on a regular basis. And when I do it, but I do, I do struggle still. I'm going to put it out there. I struggle still to do this on my own. Sometimes Jay or Jess have to kind of, as I'm doing it, go to me, Mom. You haven't worn it for. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, I can let it go. And I don't know if this comes from when I was really tiny. Well, it probably. I, I say I don't know. It probably does. Comes from when I was really small, and when I was in the children's home. When I got to that children's home, they gave me five pairs of pants, five vests five tops or whatever and that that was mine and that's all do you know what I mean it was like and I'd come from a family home where I'd had everything mm. so to then go to that I think that's probably well like I say I know that's probably where that comes from so it was very hard for me and still hard when I was getting rid of those things so even if you struggle with this just grab some support from somebody and just go I want to be intentional I need to declutter what however that is people um things you know like you said you can re-gift um you know who will it who will it make joy for and I think it's really important that we stay here because um this morning this kind of jumped in my head so we had Abby on the show, who obviously you know really, really well. And you mentioned the Female Success Network. And Abby um, told us all about how she was absolutely devastated when you you and Joe left her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I think you all felt it from hearing your side of that story now. But Abby's just wrote a poem called War Teddies. Um, and it was her way of expression regarding what's going on in the Ukraine at the moment. And it was the most beautiful poem. Have you read it, Rosie? Have you seen no, it? No, I have. I've seen it, but I've not stopped and read it. I feel like I, I feel like a bad person now. <laughs> no, don't feel like a bad person. Just have a tissue is all okay. I'm going to say. It's right. so beautiful. But off the back of that, it started a movement to actually send teddies to the Ukraine and for um, for the children. So they've got something familiar. It gets me really choked every time I think about it. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of teddies sat on the top of my wardrobe for a long time they're gathering dust and I don't need them but I just couldn't let go and I saw this and I was like I could let them go there Do you know yeah it was yeah. it was really really special and I was like that's that's the instance and that's how you know, you can do these things and that's how if it is something because a lot of the time it is it is a mental attachment isn't it Mm. I think particularly with on the subject of soft toys I think Toy Story has got a lot to answer for when it comes to the hoarding of soft toys because like (laughs) my children's bedrooms are just filled with them and they absolutely need to declutter them but I just can't do it I think I need I need to find another child to take them because I just can't do it they're friends they're all friends and I can't split them up But they are, they're all, we, um, we've still got, um, I think there was still a Woody for a while that had Jake 
written on the bottom of his foot. Oh no. And I remember remember, I remember scouring the internet for a stinky piece because he had the whole of (laughs) he had the whole of the toy story, but we couldn't, but all he wanted for Christmas was flipping stinky Pete. (laughs) We couldn't we couldn't find it. So it's um it is that, isn't it? But I think we did, we handed them over, we handed a lot of them over to another child. And that just that just makes the difference. So it's just no it's having a strategy in my head I need a strategy for everything because I'm like okay how do I do that and it's okay that's okay it's like a reframe but um Sarah some of the I mean you're really intentional about intentional success um using creative feng shui for intentional success which by the way is available for everybody in in life and you just absolutely have to step in to being intentional for your own success it is and you and you have to create your own opportunities because if you don't then who no one else is going to do it for you and we've spoken before about just taking responsibility this is where I get a little bit kick-ass about about like, <laughs> like this, yeah this is this is the, the <laughs> bit is that and this is why I don't like just focus on the vision board side of stuff now is because actually that can actually be watered down a lot because it's just like oh it's all woo-woo well actually there's not one bit of me that, well, I'm, I'm soft but I'm not woo-woo I like strategy the same and I like and I, and I like purposeful I like accountability but it but it's all well and good saying what you want and I don't feel it's like sounding like a spice girl now what you really really want <laughs> but it's like it's no it's anyone can do a vision board okay you can go through and do whatever it is you can have those big ass plans can't you you can you know what what's on there but the problem being is that if you're not going to do anything about it you're not going to be purposeful you're not going to like intentionally chase after that or intentionally do the work or intentionally make connections or intentionally like be open to opportunities you're not going to get where you want to get to because it will all just go on the wayside, you know? And I think that's why this, this inspired action we talk about is that it doesn't matter how big those steps are, as long as you're always moving that needle forward and you're taking the baby steps, you're actually like putting yourself out there and you're taking responsibility for your own actions and being intentional about that because everything's a choice. You can either choose to do it or not do it. And, and and we're all guilty of it because we get into bad habits. And I think it's really then being conscious of the choices that you're making and intentionally making that choice of, of chasing the, that, the the vision that you've got, of, but have actually having substance towards it as well, of a meaning behind it, a purpose behind it, a legacy creation behind it. You know, I know you all talk about the having your why and all of that but I think there's more to it than that I think there's a bigger a bigger plan of where you're heading what what that five-year plan physically looks like but what you need to do to get there and who you need and who you need with you to be able to help you get there too because sometimes you can't do it alone yeah it takes both doesn't it it takes that it takes the intention and it takes the action as well and the strategy and be actually getting up and 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 doing and uh and and seeing it through 
but there's also balance with that as well. So this is where this came came in about where creative feng shui comes in. So it's all about balance, balancing energy and sort of like making it that it's not just all about your success. It's not just all about your business, but actually you're actually concentrating and focusing on your family. You're focusing on your relationships because actually don't be so busy building a business that mm. your, 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 your other half is just on one side on your mobile phones and five years down the line, you look at each other and you don't know each other anymore what's mm. the point of that or you're so busy focusing on the children that everything is there there they are your life they're everything you've not spent one night with your husband or, or who you love mm. that actually you get again they get to school or they grow up and they turn 18 and you're now an empty nester you look at your husband again and like who who are you what what you know stay like make make that intentional action to focus on your relationships personally and professionally and like really be conscious of of where it's at and and you know where you are focusing your energy as well I think it's super important yeah I know I know we talk about it we talk about it quite a lot actually on various podcast episodes but I think it highlights the importance of having those boundaries between things as well doesn't it and having like you know going all in for your work until a certain point of your day and then you're like okay I'm going to move myself now and I'm going to go and devote time to whatever it is, whether it's cooking a healthy meal for your family or taking time to switch off for yourself yep. so that you can split your energy up between the different things. that Because they're all important to you, aren't they? And it can't just be one or the other. Like it needs to be all of the things. And I think you get to have all of the things like it. Um, I used to believe wholeheartedly in hustle culture and like my, my a lot of my worth as a business owner was pinned on how many hours I was available for my business. And it it took a really long time for me to figure out that my value as a, as a business owner is pinned on the transformation that I provide to my client. It's got nothing to do with how long, how long it takes me to do it. Um, and that meant when I had that shift, that meant that I didn't feel so pressured to put all of my hours into my business. And actually there's all these other things in life that you can have as well and that you get to have as well. Like you get to have all of the things. It's just about balancing them out. And I think as, as creatives as well, I think that's, that's our nature to mm. give, 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 give and give. And I think we've got a few war rooms now. I've been like self-employed for the past 15, 16 years and it started out as a photographer. So I thought I've got to spend all this time editing. And then it went on to like digital styling and stuff. And it was like, I was constantly at that computer and that defined busy. But then what I found over the years, including going through it myself, is seeing, is seeing burnout of like, actually those years clocked up that actually saw me doing less whereas now it's been a complete lifestyle change and being very like conscious with my time very very firm with boundaries and actually sort of like but seeing other people go through that hustle mentality Mm. and seeing exhaustion and then they can't sustain their business because they can't sustain that level of workload and time and hustle and you know it's just you know it's it's not sustainable and I think sometimes we forget that by by doing less we do actually achieve more I think I think that's such a like in a sense, it could be even a whole show in itself because listening to both of you, you've both been self-employed for a lot longer than I have. And I'm coming up to three years in November. And I can honestly say 
I, at the beginning, yes, everything in my business, but it was also very hard because I absolutely love what I do. So it's almost, it's a bit addictive if I'm wholeheartedly honest and I I loved it. And also at the very beginning, and the reason I'm going down this path is I'm thinking, because we do have a lot of new business owners that listen. So they might think, oh, that's easy for us to say to get to that point. However, I think we've got you two and with the balance of myself to say, I became intentional that I was like, right, I've had my head down for a year and a half, almost two years, but this is not sustainable. So I kind of had that conversation with myself. This is not sustainable to be like this. Mm. I need to be a lot more intentional with how I do get that balance, mm. even though if I'm honest, I hope the well, I'm not sure the kids listen to this anyway, or Jay, I really love this part of it. I don't love it more than my kids. I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? I I do get a lot of joy from this because the kids are doing their own thing. Jay's doing his own thing. And this is my thing. And this is why I love it as much as I do. But I, I kind of did have to have that word with myself because I knew it wasn't sustainable what I was doing. So that's where I try to have, um, you know, my happy habits and things like that. What advice would you give to, and I know you've just kind of said, and there's a lot to be said for slowing down so you can speed up. There really is a lot of truth in that element. However, the trust in that, when you're very early on in your business, because you just need to get the money in, kind of that's that's the that's how it kind of feels to begin with what advice would you say both of you I'm really interested in that so for for, I mean off the off the cuff of like instinctively like responding to what that would be I would say structure because if there's one thing that that I wish I'd have done when I first started out my business was the day that I left my job is then not go to a 24-7 business, like 24 hours, seven mm. days a week, replying like Sunday evening, because then there is no, there is no boundary there. And, and then president. Yeah, it did, and and it, and then that that's it. Once you've done it, the floodgates are open for it. Whereas if I'd have actually gone back to school days. We go to school on a Monday. We've got English on on, on Monday afternoon. We've got a games lesson on Tuesday. We've got French and science. So actually, if you then think you are starting a new job, you are Love the it. CEO of your business Love on a it. Monday. It's going to be then it's going to be blocked out for emails. It's going to be doing this. So you have structure from your business from the Monday to the Friday with intentional time slots. But when you, so it's like now Mondays is my office admin day. Tuesday, I do clients. Wednesdays is my creative day. I can do writing. I can do anything that's like creative on that day. Thursday, client day. Friday is freedom Friday. So I'm not saying that I have the day off. I can do if I want to. But Friday, I choose what I want to do on that day. It doesn't dictate me. And I think I wish I'd have implemented that years ago because now there's structure. Now there's boundaries. Now there's I know what I'm doing on that day. And it gives my clients clarity as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeehaw do that you just said because I can honestly say making that difference within me once I structured my week and where you've just finished it it's one of the biggest points as well it really does give clarity to your clients it really really does and you don't have to be on the phone all the time you don't have to be answering um I think I used to say sorry to my clients like if I didn't get back to them straight away 
And, you know, that's that's managing the expectation as well if you don't do that. So mm. have, have the, take it from three people that have been there, are travelling it, that this is really, really good advice yeah. from the get-go. And it, it, I think, do you know where I think it comes from, though? Because you think, oh, I'm becoming my own CEO. I can do whatever I want when I want. Yeah. You think that's the freedom part of it. And if I want to work at this time, I work at this time, maybe I'll get out of bed a little bit later today, or maybe I'll I'll go and do my shopping on a Monday or instead of the weekend. Yeah. That was the only time I could do it before. What a luxury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's maybe just I think what you've just said is such good advice. And it doesn't mean that you can't say to yourself, well, actually today. It is Monday. Maybe I will swap it for my Freedom Friday. You can still make change and you can still be free within mm. your business, but just try and set that structure. My mm. week is is fairly structured, to be honest yeah. with you. And since it has been, I've had more freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely that structure, isn't it? And like my so when I when I first left my job and I went uh self-employed, I went into a network marketing business and building that business around my job, I'd got into the habit of working in the evening because it was the only available time in my day um, to do that. And then I left, I left my job and I was like, right, well, now I've got all the time in the world to do all of the things. But because I had no structure in my day, it took me all the time in the world to do yeah. all of the things because there was no like, right, I'm going to answer all my inbox messages between nine and 11 in the morning and get that done. It was just, I'm going to do all of the things in all of the time and try and do everything at once. And it, like, I didn't do, I wasn't doing any of the things well or effectively or intentionally or with any kind of plan or strategy or anything because I'm just kind of juggling all the things at the same time. So having that structure, I think, was really important because, like, it was, it was the same. It was, it felt really liberating to suddenly be in complete control of my, my schedule and my time. And I would tell people how I had this wonderful, flexible lifestyle and I could do what I want whenever I wanted to. But the reality of that was there was a constant pressure, constant stress. And I actually didn't have time to do any of the things that I really wanted to do. Like I had all the time in the world, but not enough time to go and have lunch with a friend, not enough time to have a family day where I didn't have my phone in my hand. Um and it wasn't until later on in my journey that I was like, right, I need to put some structure in place. And that's changed things completely, like completely. I still feel like I'm an embryo in this, right? <laughs> As in, because I am still doing that, but I've I've been, I'm really intentional that by the end of this year, I will have created the full-on structure that gives me that full freedom. And I'm put, I feel like I'm putting all those bits of structure into place like processes within my business so that you know something runs smoother or you know there's there's a way for it to happen so that actually if I'm not here Mm. then it can run by itself but it's I, I just I would I would really like say to anybody that's listening that's really really new this is gold dust advice this because try it and don't wait that because otherwise you you do run the risk of burnout mm. you really really do um as much as you love it or as much as it might be about the hustle for the money you you'll be in a better state and frame of mind 
and you will sell you will sell more um, effectively rather than more out of fear and desperation mm. and that's when it will come because yeah. you will be in a better space that's how I feel I think that's our takeaway from this isn't it it has to be the takeaway from oh this boom <laughs> <My God. laughs> highlighter drop highlighter <laughs> drop it's actually one of those pens that has four colors <gasps> time <laughs> It's the rainbow pen. <laughs> rainbow pen. And that brings us nicely. <laughs> Very nicely. Um, is that our takeaway? Are we saying that's the takeaway? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. So the takeaway is listen to that advice, put some structure in your week, um, and it could save you a lot of um, heartache, upset, unnecessary stress and pressure, and to, to slow down to speed up really does work. Okay, so it's my favourite part of the show where we ask our guests every week, if you were a dessert, what dessert would you be? Sarah? <sighs> Can't wait for this one. Because like I said in my notes, I'm not even sorry. Because <laughs> my choice, my choice would be, and I've only recently discovered it, it's rainbow ice cream cake. Can we have some? Yeah. <laughs> call, call Uber Eats. <laughs> right now <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say eat a mess because that is like a personal fave but I can't really get much of that here in that just feels a little bit it's too, a bit English isn't it it's a bit English yeah. so now I've, I've got to bring a bit of the USA over now and this is like they have ice cream they have like just pure ice cream shops and in these ice cream shops they just have an array of different ice cream cakes but the best one is this rainbow ice cream cake, which has got hundreds and thousands and lots and lots. And it's got brownie breadcrumb bits in it. And it's like nothing I've ever had in the UK. And it just, the, 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 the secret weapon is that it just doesn't seem to melt. It's like forever and ever. So is that how? It's like, we say, how is this likened to you? And you were like, it just doesn't melt. It goes on forever and ever. It's got all the elements. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really pretty <laughs> it's what I'm yeah. gonna say. and it's just it's very colorful it's very whatever and and yeah that's what I would say however it is structured isn't it very structured <laughs> so it is very structured. structured very colorful very orderly it's like it's like the home edit of cake. oh I love the home oh. edit Look, Rose, you, you, you took Rosie to a different spot then. She needs a moment on her own. She literally went, oh. Just with, with the cake. Just a moment on my own with the cake. I'm like that with the home edit, though. It's, it's the two things. It's the, it's the organisation and it's the tasty, yummy stuff. Yeah. That's, I am really trying to get my wardrobe in the rainbow the section because it gives me joy when I look at it. <laughs> um, okay, Sarah, thank you so much. Where can everybody come and find you? Uh, well, most of my tips and everything are over on my Instagram page. So you can find me at Sarah Stone online. Or if you want to find out like what your energy number is, we've got this magic map number. They've got that's all available on the website, which is www.sarahstone.com. And that is a free 
a, that's a free um like quiz that you can take yeah. and you can find out your energy number and it can give you a lot about your personality traits as well yeah. with that energy number I would wholeheartedly recommend you go over because Sarah spoke in my group the other day and they all went straight over they all found out a lot and literally they were like oh my god this is brilliant <laughs> so definitely head over there and discover Sarah Sarah thank you so much and You're so welcome. it's so been welcome. It's, it's just been great. So that is all from us for this week. So it's goodbye from me, Rhubarb. It's goodbye from me, Custard. And it's goodbye from me. And I bloody love Custard. And I bloody <laughs> love Rhubarb. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye.